Welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Oh, Griffin, Griffin, Bo Biffin, Banana Fan, Full Biffin, Me, My Momiffin, Griffin. Oh, <laughs> how's it go? It's, you'd go Zach, Zach, Bo Back, Banana Fan, Full Fack, Me, Zach, My Momac. Zach, Zach, Rob, Zach, Rob, Bo Back, Bob. Fee, Five, Full Fack, Bob. Zach, Rob. That. That was a way to do that, definitely. That's what I wanted to do, and I like, God, I, I like, see, part of me was reeling from your bit, and then I also like the other half of my brain just decided to see, shut down. the The first bit of that sounds like your, like when you get to the uh, banana, was it the uh, Zagrob Zagrob Bo back rub? It sounds mm-hmm. like you're from Boston, just asking someone Bo- to give you a back rub. Well, it's Bo back Bob. Bo back Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. We have fun on this show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Bo, Bo Biffin. And I am Bo Back Rob. Bo Back Bob. Bo Back Bob? Bo Back Bob. Fuck it. Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, where we Indeed. talk about stuff and things. It's true. And... um. You know, Zach, something we neglected to talk about last episode. Yeah. And by the time this episode comes out, because we're recording this one well in advance. Yes. Um, something uh, I will have undergone a rather significant life change. Yes, yes, we, yes, you will have. Well, as, I, as as will I have. By the time this comes out, wait one second. No. No, not yet. You'll, not yet. Never mind. It'll be good. But it's you're just getting you're just getting married. It's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm just getting married. Yeah. We've known about this for years. Yes, it, we we have. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I will be moving Ooh. To, to to um as they've been trying to rename it, I believe, Flavortown. Is that a thing? Well, when people are like, we don't want it to be called Columbus anymore, and I think oh. I think Guy Fieri has like was opening a restaurant in Columbus or something. Sure, and he had, and talks about Flavor Town, so they're like, we're going <laughs> to rename the city Flavor Town. It's like when the whatever whatever city put up a name to call their new like you know ferry boat, and it got named Bodie McBoatface. It's very good. Can we just call it City McCityface? City City McTownTown. City McTown face I can get behind. But yeah, anyway, I'm moving to Columbus. I'm moving to the lovely uh, capital city of Ohio uh, due to new employment, which I'm very excited about. Um, And uh, so in order to give me time (laughs) enough to uh, move and edit this in proper order, um, we're recording this one like a solid nearly two weeks in advance. Which is new for us because we uh, tend to procrastinate recording the show like 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 sons of bitches that happens yeah we do but uh if you are listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the episode directly before this you should because they are they are they are they are bound by soul and blood 
Like us. Like us. Last episode, we talked about the quote-unquote sanctity of the upper planes, the it's celestial a, beings, the in, it, angels. In the few days since then, we've been on a bit of a voyage of self-discovery. You know what we mm-hmm. think? Mm-hmm. Fuck those uh, uh, sanctimonious dickheads. For real. Who do they think they are coming into our my, house? Into our house and telling us what we're supposed to do and threatening divine retribution if we don't cow to their divine scripture and law? Fuck that. Yeah. Look, we are heathens and we are proud to be so. Damn straight. This is the devil episode, bastards! Woo! I didn't so mean we, to call you all bastards. I'm sorry, guys. No, hey, no. Don't apologize to them. That's right, bastards. This, Woo! <laughs> this is our this is our heel turn. This is our bad boys episode. Bad boys, let's hit it. So we called the last one Oops All Angels, and we called this one Oops All Devils. I I, I kind of want to change that to Yeah? Yep, all devils. Yes, all devils? Instead of oops, all angels, it's yes, all devils. Chia, all devils. Chia! (laughs) Tight, all devils. Oh, man. Uh, One word, fuck yeah, all devils? Fuck yeah. What would the serials of oops, all angels and fuck yeah, all devils actually look like? Um. I think that oops, all angels is just raisin bran, but without the raisins or like the good little crunchies like the the crunchy clusters it's just the brand all right I that mean, seems like some boring ass angel cereal yeah um what's fuck yeah all devils look like oh it's either all marshmallows Ooh, um yeah. but there's also like some like some nails thrown in there <laughs> some thumbtacks yeah there's some some nails like some bits of glass Mm-hmm. But then also some honestly pretty delicious marshmallows, and like yeah. and not like like Lucky Charms shit. Where like like once they've been in the bowl for like two minutes, they kind of get super soggy. Nah, these stay nice and crisp, even mm-hmm. though they you know they've been soaking in that milk. Oof. But then you know there's nails and glass in there as well. Right, so, you gotta watch out for that. Gotta watch out for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're taking a trip on down the dark side, and we're going to talk about uh, a variety of uh, devils from hell, from several hells. There's multiple hells. There's as nine far of as them, I know specifically. Yeah, at least in D and D canon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some of those cool friends. Let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Uh, we're going to start off. All of our our devil samples from today are going to be found in Mord's Book of Friends. Uh, first of which is the Narzagon. Ooh. Uh, all of these, by the way, Zach, these all sound like Pokemon names. Oh, yeah. Narzagon. <laughs> Narzagon. Nar, nar. Narzagon, use tackle. Narzagon. Oh, God. But, hey, hey, Pokemon, if you want me to come VA some, some Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll VA some Pokemon. We're really good at it. Yeah, I can do, I can do Baneary. If you know, or, or Bunnelby, you know. Yeah, your Bunnelby is Bunnel. <laughs> Bunnelby. <laughs> your Bunnelby gives me life. <laughs> hey, thanks, bud. I can do it. My I think my best one is Totodile. Nah, all right, hit it. Hey, 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 one yeah. Totodile, and then we got to jump to this this devil. Yeah, because yeah, Totodile comes out and he's like, man, it's really good. Weirdly though, can't do Donald Duck. Yeah, it's he's a hard one. 
Anyway, um, Narzagons are uh, essentially... They're essentially Oathbreaker Paladins. Kinda. Yeah. They're mostly humanoid in shape, which is uncanny for a devil. Um, they look like a... Kind of like our good old friend, the Death Knight, um, from one of our Clash of the Creatures, uh, which you can hear on our uh, Patreon-exclusive content. Yeah. Patreon.com slash media. I believe it's, what five, what, five bucks a month, and you get that exclusive Patreon content? Something like that. I'll double-check it. And if not, insert editor's note here. Hi, editor's note here. Hey, gang. Uh, bonus content over at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia is at the $10 a month tier with one piece of bonus content per episode per month. It's great. Go check it out. Bye. Um, but they look like kind of a gray-skinned humanoid wearing some, like, spiky plate armor. There's, like, a lot of spikes Some cool armor. goth kid armor, really. Yeah, for real. Carrying a, a lance that's made of fire, and they're riding a horse that's made of fire. It's essentially a nightmare, I would assume, yeah? I think it's a nightmare. Yeah, they're nightmares, but they're made of, they're, they're fire horses. Oh, but look at that nice collar, though. There's, like, a big spiked collar on there. And I bet the horse's name is, like, Tiny or something, like, ironic. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I read a little ahead. Um, so when you get you to the... You can't do that. So when you get to the, the very good part uh, entitled Infernal Tack, I'll t- talk about my goof. Okay, sure. Paladins who make deals with devils and carry their twisted sense of honor into the afterlife are especially valuable to the Archdukes of the Nine Hells, who want unquestioning champions to lead their legions in war. These Narzagons wielding lances of hellfire and riding nightmare steeds like horrific perversions of knights errant roam across the infernal layers and other planes to carry out the will of their masters. Yeah, so they're, they're hellbound paladins, basically. Death in Hellfire. Narzagon's lances are forged in Hellfire. The soul of anyone killed by such a lance is shunted to the river Styx for rebirth as a Lemure. Oh, no! Each lance is unique to its owner, bearing the marks of both the Narzagon and its master. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, ta- we've talked about devils before, but anyone who's unaware, at least in the D&D canon, you got, the he- you got your nine hells... Each one's a different layer. They're all ruled by an arch devil. You say arch, I say arch. I it's a it's a it's honestly honestly it's a carryover from another path because it, we have the archbishops in another path and it's spelled arch, but Chase has always said arch, and so that's just a a thing for me in my head. All right. But yeah, you got the devils in there. Uh, all the devils are like they're they're all lawful evil. It's the demons that are chaotic evil. Yeah, they have to adhere to the devilish hierarchy. It's a surprisingly bureaucratic society. <laughs> bureaucratic is the perfect word for it because bureaucracy just is hell. Yep. <laughs> you ever been to a DMV? Uh, Please. God, I have a story that I will share later. Um, each Narzagon claims a nightmare as its mount, the nightmare being the cool fire horse. These nightmares are bound by infernal tack, which Zack has a goof about, and must respond to summons and commands from the wearer of the spurs. Oh, that's cool. So, so, that, so they're, they always, they're just walking around, they're just, they're part paladin, part infernal cowboy. Yeah. Because you get the spur clinks as they walk. <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, when I first read that, I you know like I didn't read it in like I you know because it's highlighted, so I just saw Infernal Tack. Yeah. And for, in my mind, a, a, an image of this armored man running around with like a little push pin. Oh my god! <laughs> They're like beware <laughs> my Infernal Tack. Just sort of poking people. No, you know, tack like all the horse yeah, stuff. Like horse tack. I get it now. Oh, I just at first sight, my brain went to an unexpected place, and it made me laugh. <laughs> But you know what I you know what I think of when I look at these Narzagons, Zach? You know what I think of? What? I think of us. Yeah? I think so, because like We once fought on the side of good, but now the, the, the darkness of uh, of the of, of the lower planes are calling to us? Yeah. And we respond to a master, our boss, Mr. G. And, and we have nightmare steeds just at the ready in the shop. Yeah, we do do a lot of work for Mr. Mephistopheles as well. So it's true. It's true. Not like, to be we can, con- we... not to be confused with Mr. Mephistopheles from Cat. Yeah, no. Yeah, Sir, Sir M- Master Mephistopheles. Meph. Sir Meph. Sir Meph. <laughs> we haven't talked to Meph in a while. We should give him a call. I hope he's doing okay. Um, let's get into the stat block a little bit. All right. Nar- so they're these are they're medium fiends, lawful evil. Uh, their speed is like normal speed, but they can you know they have their nightmare mounts. Uh, they strong, they hardy, they smart, they charismatic, resistance to acid, cold, and uh, non magical weapons, immune to fire and poison, Damn. immune to charm, frightened and poison. 120 feet of telepathy, 120 feet of dark vision. They have diabolical senses. <laughs> they have, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. They have advantage on perception checks made to perceive good aligned creatures. Huh. That's cool. I love that. Uh, they have the infernal tack where uh, they can summon their nightmare companion with. They have uh, magic resistance. A Narzagon can use its Infernal Command or its Terrifying Command ability and then make three attacks with its Hellfire Lance. Uh, its Hellfire Lance deals uh, 1d12 plus 5 piercing damage and 3d10 fire. If a, if this damage kills a creature, the creature's soul rises from the River Styx as a Lemure in Avernus in 1d4 hours. You say three attacks? Three attacks with the Hellfire Lance. Oh, God. A Lemure, uh, for those unaware as well, is like the like lowest tier on the devil. Yeah, I think we, we talked the about them a, a while back in one of the, the first Hassam Getfoffers. Yeah, they're, they look mm-hmm. like clay, like lumps of clay with arms and horrid faces on them. They're pretty yeah, they're bad. Um, if the creature isn't revived before then, only a wish spell or killing the mute. Oh, God. Uh, only a wish spell or killing the Lemure and casting true resurrection on the creature's original body can restore it to life. Oh, man. Wow. Um, the Infernal Command, each ally within 60 feet of the Narzagon can't be charmed or frightened until the end of its next turn. Or Terrifying Command, each creature that isn't a fiend within 60 feet that the Narzagon, uh, that can be heard by it, must succeed in either DC 17 Charisma save or become frightened for one minute. Damn. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Zach, once per day, um, they can... Uh, touch a creature, either themselves or another, and they regain up to 100 hit points. Yeah, that's really good. I, you know, I'm really down to be good. one of these guys, you know? That's what I'm saying. I think we found our new lot in life. We're going to go just be Narzagons and... and um, Sack and Griffin's multi-layer of Hell Pet Shop. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those. It's like you, as John Mulaney would say, try to make a birthday sign there. Zach and Griffin's multi-layer <laughs> the felt shop. It's sort of like so, on a little sign that you had to make all, and sort of tack like underneath the original yeah, sign. We've done that thing where it's like a wooden sign. We've we've nailed another plank yeah. onto the side of it to fill in the yeah, extra space. Very good. If you were, let's say we're not. Let's like like we, we've we've just gotten our we've just been awarded our spurs. And our official Narzagons. Oh, nice. What's the what's the first order of business we we perform on behalf of our boss, Mister G? Um, uh, Mister G, um, mm-hmm. it would probably um be a, a running around hell to attack the soul of the gallbladder that uh staged a mutiny against him. Mm. That's a good plan. Um, and then once that's destroyed, like probably like bring him a pizza. Yeah. Which we can, like, you get a frozen pizza, and then you can just, like, cook it on the back of your nightmare. Yeah, just, like, hold it on and, like on its head, just bounce it on its dome. It's got that mm-hmm. nice fiery mane. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. You, know, you throw some, you got some, some, some cheese on there, some sausage, some infernal tax. <laughs> My infernal tax. I will pin this message to the community board with my infernal tax so all may know my decree. The infernal tack, man. Yeah, no, the infernal tack. When you when you put something like uh, into like a, a, a you know cork board, it mm-hmm. lets everyone know that they need to go check that cork board. <laughs> it automatically sends a push notification to your phone. Yeah, and it's and it puts a a, a pin in that space, but it's in your mind. Ooh. An infernal pin. <laughs> With this infernal tack, I will give everyone an infernal pin. But then, yeah, to access the actual image that's on the thing, you have to use yeah. your infernal pin. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the date that you uh, that your soul was claimed by hell. Yeah, but then yeah, once you you know you follow that flyer and join the club, you're rewarded with an infernal pin. And then when you get a nightmare steed, you can put it in the Stop. infernal pen. Stop. <laughs> and you can you sign your nightmare with your infernal pen. That's <laughs> Go home and cook your food in an infernal pan. <laughs> And then it gets too hot, so then you turn on the infernal pan. <laughs> I, got, I got one more. Okay. And then the nightmare's a, 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 a little too tired, so then you have to take the infernal van. <laughs> and as you drive, and then as you drive down the street, you wave at all your infernal fans. <laughs> Yeah, the the best of all is Infernal Dan. Can we just end? Can we just end the episode right here? End it! Oh God! (laughs) 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 All right. Uh. I'm cr- I'm I'm weeping. 
Uh, that was funny. That feels like the most we've ever broken on oh, this show. Oh, God, what the fuck am I on right now? No, that was so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta love Infernal Dan, am I, I right? Love inf- I love Infernal Guys, Dan. Guys, hey, this is the, the, the Infernal Dan Appreciation Podcast right now. Uh, he's just a he's just a he's just a horn devil um with a big foam finger that just says number one dan <laughs> infernal danny boy the pipes the pipes are calling yeah like um like zarile was like i want i want to give you a cool new de- a devil name like mithraxis and uh, like, it's like, like nah, bro, nah. I'm infernal. It's like Dan. it's like I, I I usually go by Dan. Is that okay? And like Dan's just so charming that Zarile's like, yeah, you can go by Dan. It's like actually, Zarile's like actually, can I make a suggestion? How do you feel about Infernal Dan? And Dan's like, ooh, Infernal, Dan. Infernal Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. He he made such an impression on Zarile that Infernal Dan got made uh, got uh, uh, turned from a, a horn devil to a Narzagon. Yeah, because yeah, Narzagon's yeah. the far glamorous job. You get to Definitely. look pretty cool. Oh God, it's easier to sleep as I think as a Narzagon too. You know, you can put your head down. You don't have to worry about the big old horns. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so up next are Man. the. Abishai. Ugh. So the Abishai are like chromatic draconic devils. I would assume yeah. created by Tiamat. Yeah, Tiamat. That, that feels like it's a safe assumption. Ooh. Tiamat's a force of chaos found abound to a place of law. Are Abishai her servants or her jailers? Ooh. I don't know, Mordenkind. What do you think? Each Abishai was once a mortal who somehow won Tiamat's favor before death and as a reward found its soul transformed into a hideous devil to serve at her pleasure in the nine hells. See, I don't think they're hideous. I think they're really fucking cool looking, but Yeah, I mean like if I saw one scary. You know, in if I saw one in real life, I would think they're scary. Yeah, they're scary. I wouldn't say hideous. Uh apparently they're emissaries of doom. Yeah? I don't know if you were gonna add something there. I was giving you I'm a- it, it, look like yeah, it looks like you're going to do the dooms. Uh, Tiamat deploys Abishai's as emissaries, sending them to represent her interests uh, in the hells and across the multiverse. Some have simple tasks, such as delivering a message to cultists or taking charge of worshippers to carry out a sensitive mission. Others have greater responsibilities, such as leading large groups, assassinating targets, and serving in armies. In all cases, Abishais are fanatically loyal to Tiamat, ready to lay down their lies if needed. Yeah, shit. And they're and out- as a as a, as just a, a reminder for all all parties involved, uh, Tiamat, of course, being five five headed dragon goddess uh, who lives in hell for some reason. Oh, she's super evil, and I think she's chained up down there by someone. Yeah, but she's I, got I five know, heads. I don't know if Bahamut like was like, "Go to hell, you're gonna stay there." I don't know. Yeah. Abishai stand outside the normal hierarchy of the Nine Hells, having their own chain of command, and ultimately answering to Tiamat or, uh, and Asmodeus when the Dark Lord chooses to use them. Ooh. Other archdevils can command Abishai's to work for them, but most archdevils do so rarely, since it is never clear whether an Abishai follows Tiamat's orders or Asmodeus's. That's fair. There is inherent risk of countermanding an order given by Tiamat, but interfering with Asmodeus's plans invites certain destruction. So yeah, there's. I mean that's and that's fair. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, like 
Asmodeus is like the king of all hell. Yeah, he's the king of king and lord of lords down there. It's like when your manager gives you an, uh, a task, but then like the CEO comes down and is like, hey, like I know you got stuff to do, but I could really use you on this one. And it's like, ah, shit, who do I listen to? Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't, you don't sign my paychecks, but like you do run the company. Fair. So yeah, there's the five different colors of Abishai. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they run the chromatic spectrum. Black, blue, green, red, white. Like Power Rangers a little bit. Like, Where's my, where's my pink Abishai? I don't know. Where's my... Man, I do not know enough about Power Rangers to continue this goof. Well, there's there, there's normally that well, there's usually like the black, the red, the white, the blue, the there's a yellow, yellow ranger, the yellow, the pink. Then they threw like white and uh, and and green in there at some points. Um, but yeah, uh, all of them sort of have. It looks like they all have sort of have different uh, focuses. Um, mm-hmm. The black Abishai expert assassins and infiltrators. They weave shadows to mask their presence, allowing them to reach a location from where they can deliver a fatal strike to their targets. Um, blue Abishai are, like, I believe, the more spellcaster-y sort of. Yeah, they've got up to 7th level spells. Yeah, that's intense. Um, let's see, yeah. Seekers of Forgotten Lore and Lost Relics. Blue Abishai are the most cunning and learned of their kind. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they're the, they're the accomplished spellcasters. The green Abishai, um, they're envoys of Tiamat's armies. They represent the gods' interest in the Nine Hells and beyond. Oh, they're, apparently they're the more diplomatic of them. That would make sense. Because yeah. green ones are usually the, 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 like, if you look at, like, the green dragons, they're, like, They're, they're like the conniving ones. Yeah, like, like the, the, like the Vor- schemers. Was it Vor- is it, no, it wasn't Vorgel. What was, what was, uh, Rashan, yes. Yeah, uh. The green Abishai, their claws can do can do poison damage, which makes sense. Uh, they have spells like fear, detect thoughts, mass suggestion. Ooh, that's insane. Um, and then, yeah, we got the red. Have no equals among the Abishai when it comes to leadership ability and raw power. Was it, yeah, they can evoke Tiamat's authority to bend even dragons to their will. Yeah, they have a thing yep. here. The power, power of the dragon, of the dragon queen. queen. Ooh, read the that, Abishai please. targets one dragon. It can see within 120 uh, feet of it. The dragon must succeed on a DC 18 charisma saving throw. A chromatic dragon makes this save with disadvantage. Ooh. On a successful... On a successful is what I just successful. said. Successful. On a successful save, the target is immune to the Abishai's power of the Dragon Queen for one hour. Only one hour. Only one hour. On a failed save, the target is charmed by the Abishai for one hour. While charmed in this way, the target regards the Abishai as a trusted friend to be heated and protected. Yeah, this fix ends with the Abishai or its companion still damage to the target. Also, yeah, there's a there's a move called they have called incites fanaticism. Oh, yeah. Where the Abishai and up to four of its allies within 60 feet for one minute can make all attack rolls with advantage. That's very good. I think they're the only ones who have Frightful Presence as well. Yeah. Also, their bite does 7d10 fire damage on top of 5d10 piercing damage. Dang, dude. Holy shit. These guys are fucking stacked. Yeah, they are. And then the white... um, uh, they are the least of their kind. White Abishai's fight with a reckless fury, making them ideally suited for bolstering the ranks of Tiamat's armies. White mm. Abishai's fight without fear, becoming whirlwinds of destruction on the battlefield, much like our very own Jackson Silver. Yeah, but not a but not a, a evil not, dragon. Not, not an evil dragon, but but becomes a whirlwind of destruction. Yeah. 
these guys are like it's kind of hilarious how much the white Abishai pale in comparison to like the red or the blue. I mean, but again, that 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 mirrors I think real dragons in that the white are the most sort of like feral and yeah. animalistic of the dragons. They're just these the white Abishai are just berserkers. Roxy what about <laughs> Jalusa Kitty? Nah, she was just being reckless there for a bit there. What about the Mountain Dew Abishai? What about them? Are we are, are, are we back on our liquid dragon? I'm continuing the liquid dragon spit. Okay, so yeah, a Mountain Dew Abishai. Or, 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 actually, let's do your Power Rangers thing instead. Let's figure out, like, the other ones, like the pink Abishai. Yeah, well, the pink Abishai was normal, because, like, I mean, if we're looking at, like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Kimberly was was real smart and also very dexterous. Mm-hmm. So, like... So- like a like a kung fu Abishai, Monkashai. yeah, yeah, that could be cool. The, mar- the the martial arts, you know, sick flips Abishai. Oh, it's the sweet flips, yeah, sweet yeah. flips Abishai. and then the yellow, yellow, yeah, yellow was just a, a badass all the time. Uh, so, but like, was cool. It was like a cool badass. So, like, has like you know a bunch of like rings and like a cool leather coat. Oh, yeah. I'm a here motor- for it. A motorcycle. Oh, man. Give that Abishai a motorcycle. <laughs> they can, like, yeah, they, they, they're, they like, inspire others. They're like the bards. They, like, inspire others to greatness. Oh, yeah. No, that, a, a bard Abishai. Please and thank you. Yeah. What about what about heart? <laughs> That's a Power Rangers thing, right? No, that was Captain Planet. No, it's, it's you know, red, black... Blue, white. I'm, I'm not heart. playing this game with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know, you know that's Cap Planet, and you're well aware of it. <laughs> what about the um, like Voltron Abishai? Oh that's, man, that's power. That's Power Rangers, right? No, it's not. What's the big mecha thing they turn into? That's the Megazord. It's a Megazord. It's that's not a Voltron. A, no, Voltron's its own thing. What's that? The, well, Voltron. They're all like big cat mechs that would form together to form Voltron, oh. which was essentially a Megazord as well. But then what's, Opti- what's Optimus Prime? A Transformer. Transformer. That's what it is. What, the, what, are, the, what are the bad guys in Transformers? Decepticons? The Decepticons, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm half being serious, half messing with you. I, I truly forgot some of this, but like, I, yeah. I'll, I'll be clear. When I said Voltron, I was trying to make a Transformers bit. <laughs> Were you but thinking, of, my, me- were you thinking got, of Megatron? I got my big robots confused. <laughs> There's a lot of big robots. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons. Okay. But in Power Rangers, they all like have a robot, and then yeah, they all, the robots the all form together. And they form the Megazord. So can the Abishai, can they Megashai? <laughs> the Megashai, yeah. Uh, I feel like it would be a horrid... Um, cracking of bones and melding of flesh that you'd have to witness got, every time. You've got the green Abishai as the head. Uh, you've got the red Abishai for the body. The hands are both white Abishai. <laughs> uh, the legs are the black Abishai, and then you've got the butt of the blue Abishai. Yeah. It casts magic out of his butt. It's righteous. Yeah, it's its tail is just a big staff. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, don't, don't, no. don't you dare! <laughs> no, don't, don't you dare, Cold Iron! I shan't, I shan't. 
Yeah, Abishai are pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'd be I'd be happy with these coworkers. Yeah, evil devil Power Rangers. Yeah, evil devil dragon mighty morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, no, not even mighty horrifically morphing Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that going to do it for Abishai? I think it does it for Abishai. Wait, I think we got to go. fucking righteous. Let, why don't we go to a fucking ad break? I'm going to play the stinkiest, nastiest ad I have because we're bad boys now. Okay. So it's probably going to be Grumble. Oh, Grumble. Take it away, folks, from Grumble. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there. And do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you are thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. Let's hit this. We gotta stop hitting it. Actually, no. We can hit it now. We can hit it. It's a, we're bad boys now. We're bad, we're bad devil boys. What you devil. gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Uh, we're gonna him. we're gonna fucking kill. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what we got? Yeah. Uh, up next, we got a real nasty one. Oh, this is the Amnizoo. Amnizoo. This guy looks like evil devil flubber. This guy 
looks like a frog <laughs> fucked a fat guy. <laughs> this guy looks like like a kid ate a bunch of green Play-Doh and then shit it out. But, but a guy. This guy looks like if Lord Varys never got his dick chopped off. You think he? You think he would become this if he never got his dick chopped yeah, off? Yeah, no. Look, like uh, look at the, the the shit that guy pulled. Now imagine if he had his big dick energy the whole time. Like, <laughs> what he he would have descended to hell and become this thing. This guy looks like a battle toad with leprosy. This guy looks like your wang, dude. Hey, oh. you've never seen my wang. I, I know. Um, and the Amazon. I, I, I was this... I was gonna say your mom, but I was like, I don't want to be mean to Jen. Yeah, don't be like like we're we're bad boys now, but like we were we love our parents. I'm not. I was. I decided not to be mean to your mom and instead yeah, yeah, insult yeah. No, I bad. appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're a good man. But like, but like a bad. <laughs> but I'm man. a bad man. <laughs> um, Amazu are big green fat fucking devils. Yeah, they're so um, weird looking. They got the they got this big dumb face. Well, uh, uh, how uh, I'm going to uh, describe it? Uh, if I if I may quote you here, mm. they oh. do have a, a, a great big mean nasty face. They got these tiny little wings, <laughs> and they've got like the rings on them. And they're yeah. like, hey, I'm over your shoulders, just giving you some shade. They're wearing they're wearing like these like fancy robes. They have like a stat like a walking staff. It looks like it's made of bone. Yeah, but these guys are like, are like devil generals. This looks like the the devilish equivalent of like a war profiteer. (laughs) A war profiteer combined with a used car salesman. But then also, like, if it fucked a frog. (laughs) Amnesus lead the Infernal Legions into battle and command guardians at the gateways to hell. Amnesus are arrogant, bullying, and ruthless, but they are also highly intelligent tacticians and unfailingly loyal, qualities that the hellish Archdukes value. Some Amnesus perform the critical task of watching over the river Styx from fortresses along the river's blighted banks, where it flows through the realms of Dis and Stygia. Souls arriving in the form of Lemures have no personalities or memories. They're driven only by the desire to commit evil. The Amnesus that patrol here drill the rules of the Nine Hells into the new arrivals' pitiful brains and marshal the Lemures into legions. <laughs> yeah, dealing with this is like trying to herd Lemures, am I right? <laughs> Man, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely how this guy laughs, so. <laughs> you ever play Resident Evil 4? No, I've played five, right? That's the one I played with you. That's the one you played with me. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't um, more. In four, there's a merchant who's just like guy with big trench coat, mm-hmm. and he has a very iconic voice. He's like, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling, stranger? And then anytime you like leave, he always laughs, and he goes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's what this guy sounds like. Yep. Uh, Amazu, medium fiends. They can fly with those pitiful little wings. Uh, they're super smart. Not so physically, uh, able, however. 
Uh, resistant to cold and non-magical physical attacks. Uh, immune to fire and poison. Cannot be charmed or poisoned. Telepathy out to a thousand feet. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. They, they're they commanders of legions. Uh, they have devil sight, so magical darkness does not impede their dark vision. At will, they can cast charm person or command. Three times a day, dominate person or fireball. And once per day, dominate monster or feeble, feeble mind. mind. Oh, no. They're resistant to magical effects. Uh, they have their taskmaster whip which does uh, an average of 10 slashing damage and 33 force damage. Ooh, fuck. They have a disruptive touch, which does an average of 44 necrotic damage. Yeah. Uh, they have their poison mind ability. The Amnesu targets one or two creatures that it can see within 60 feet. Each creature must succeed on a DC 19 wisdom save or take an average of 26 necrotic damage and be blinded until the start of the Amnesu's next turn. And they have an ability called Forgetfulness. The Amnesu targets one creature it can see within 60 feet. The creature must succeed on a DC 18 intelligence save or become stunned for one minute. A stunned creature can repeat the save at the end of its turn. If the target is stunned for the full minute, it forgets everything it sensed, experienced, and learned during the last five hours. Yikes. And lastly, they have a reaction called Instinctive Charm. When a creature within 60 feet of the Amnesu makes an attack roll against it, uh, and another creature was in, is within the attack's range, the attacker must make a DC-19 wisdom save. On a fail, the attacker must target the creature that is closest to it, not including the Amnesu or itself. Damn. So they can redirect uh, attacks, essentially, to friendly targets. Fuck. Uh, I don't know if you read the variant thing at the very bottom there. Ooh, I shall. But it's a buck wild. Yeah, I think a lot of devils... I think there's a variant where a lot of devils have this ability where they can summon additional devils. Uh, once per day, the Amdazu can just summon a random dice roll of bearded and barbed devils that just appear uh, within the Amdazu's space. And they remain for up to a minute until the Amdazu dies or the summoner dismisses them. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be rough if just eight bearded devils show up. It'd be pretty brutal. It'd be very, very <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Fuck. So these guys are like, they're like, also, it's strange, like, they're the taskmasters and the general sure, but they're also, like, onboarding. Yeah. For, like, the Lemures and stuff. Hi, welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Your orientation packet's in the conference room. Also, there's orange juice and cookies. Follow the arrow along the sand to the orientation room. There are free blood and bone cookies. <laughs> if you're interested. Okay. Right along. Staff orientation will be next Thursday for three hours. And if you don't come and stay for the allotted time, your soul will be damned for eternity. Oh, um, I already thought it was. No, there's actually a lot of opportunities for, like, vertical, um, you know, mobility. Wow. You know, there's, there's layers of hell for a reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. You work hard, you put in the effort, and there's nowhere to go but down, buddy. Oh, Get nice. Because be... hell goes, yeah, hell it goes, goes down. down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> such fucking goons oh god this episode is a fucking mess this i love for... this episode 
I love oh. this episode. What? I, I hit the, in D&D Beyond, some of the things have a, a little speaker thing next to the name, and mm-hmm. it's the pronunciation. Yeah. This is pronounced Amnitsu, apparently. Amnitsu? Yeah, that's what it says on the thing. I like that. It's Amnitsu. I'm just saying. I just wanted to get that out in the uh, into the into the equation here. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm sorry. I just noticed. Honestly, these guys are just kind of icky and yucky, and I don't have much to say about them. Yeah, like they're not cool like the other two were. Like they're just, like they're, they're, like those are cool like scary guys. This is just a gross scary guy. This is just your boss. This is just like your. This icky is boss. just a gross boss, like that you don't want to talk to or socialize with, and that like even if they want to like you know, get a beer after work, you say no because, and then awkwardly end up being at the same bar as them later. This like, is the Bob Kelso of devils. You're from Scrubs. Good. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, okay. That's pretty <laughs> good. I, I was gonna say like the Michael Scott of devils, but. The Michael Kelso. The Scott Michael Kelso. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Like, it just cares about, you know, your, the bottom, like, like you're making sure you're hitting your metrics. Oh, fuck metrics. Am I right? Yeah. He, he talks about things like, like, we'll tell you to do something and that's like against what you normally do because it's, it's for the optics of it all. Uh, I don't like these guys. I don't like these guys. I don't like these guys at all. Are we? We can't take an. We're still de- we're still like devil bros though, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and definitely, definitely yeah. devil. Yeah, definitely devil bros still. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we work for Mister G, we don't work for this guy. Yeah, we don't work. We don't work for that guy. We don't work for this guy. We don't work yeah. for this guy. We're fine. We're fine. We're f- yeah, totally. Uh, let's get the let's get let's let's get this guy off the screen, please. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. So, lastly, uh, 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 what we've got, um, this guy, this is called an Orthon. Orthon! Uh, yeah, he's a large large fiend or devil, lawful evil. Oh, they're large? They're large. Whoa. I know. That's a thick lad. Yeah. When an archduke of the nine hells needs a creature tracked, found, or either done away with or captured, the task usually falls to an Orthon. Orthons are infernal bounty hunters, tireless in their pursuit of their quarry across the multiverse. Hell yeah. Unseen and all-seeing. They just look like big dudes. Yeah, it's just kind of a big dude. He's got some, like, scaly legs. Scaly legs, some, like... They're not quite tusks because they like don't look like they're coming out of his mouth. They're just like upside down horns. Kinda, yeah. They're just jaw yeah, horns. Yeah, he's got these sort of like you know, kind of like like elephant skin sort of looking legs. Yeah. No shirt, a Hell big yeah. cloak, and then like he doesn't have much of a neck. It's just like <laughs> the shoulders just slope real real heavy. Yeah. And he's got like a a wee little skull face. It's like a it's like a mask. It looks like almost, it, but it's look it's it's not. It's like embedded into his face. That's oh, fine. And then he's got those big weird upside down horns coming out, you know, like below the cheeks. There's jaw horns. His jaw horns, and he's got some spikes going on in his forehead down to, like his neck. And he's got a big old sword with like punchy nubbins and a big <laughs> crossbow. Punchy nubbins? Punchy nubbins, yeah. They, you know, right. like, on, like, the hand guard. Just, like, no, the, I get it. The little nubbins <laughs> to punch people with. 
They're unseen and all-seeing. Orthons are infamous for their sharp senses. Because an Orthon can become invisible at will, its quarry is often unaware of being hunted until the Orthon strikes. The Orthon's invisibility can be destructed, uh, destructed, can be disrupted when the devil is attacked, however, so a strong counterattack is often the best defense against it. Hell yeah. A sporting chance. Orthons value the challenge of the chase and the thrill of one-on-one combat above all else. And Orthon's first loyalty is to its Archduke, but if it has no immediate assignment, an Orthon might work for anyone who offers it the promise of a worthy struggle against a lethal foe. Because they travel widely, Orthons are unequaled as guides to the layers of the Nine Hells. That's cool. Yeah, the stat block's pretty buck wild. They could, um, like... Honestly, these guys would be great in, like, our, like, wrangling department. Yeah. That'd be very good. Get some on us, get some on us, like some freelancers. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, they have a resistor. climb speed. They do have a climb speed. Yeah, that's that, cool. That mobility, baby. Uh, they're resistant to cold, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical weapons that aren't silvered. Cool. So they're immune to fire and poison. They're immune to charmed, exhaustion, poisoned. They have dark vision out to one twenty, true sight out to thirty. Ooh. And telepathy out to one twenty. True sight. Invisibility field. It can use a bonus action to become invisible. Any equipment on the Orthon wears or carries is invisible as long as the equipment is on its person. The invisibility ends immediately after the Orthon makes an attack or is hit by an attack. and is re- it, is, it is resistant uh, to spells and magical effects. Nice. It has infernal daggers. That's a dagger? Apparently that's a dagger. It has an infernal crossbow. It's a brass crossbow. It says Infernal, where I'm looking at. Where are you looking at? Um, on D&D Beyond. In Mords, it says Brass Crossbow. Oh, this is Infernal. Inconsistency. Oh, man. A, bureau- um, a bureaucracy's worst nightmare. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, when it hit, it does 2d10 plus 3 piercing damage plus one of the following effects. Wow. What is, you can do some extra acid damage, 5d6 acid damage. Nice. Uh, uh, Blind, uh, oh, is it a D10 of radiant damage and then a chance of blindness, concussion, con save. They take 2D12 thunder, entanglement, so yeah, restrained by sticky webbing. Ew. Paralysis or tracking. Holy shit. They can stick you with a tracking arrow. Nice. And then they have a a reaction called explosive retribution. When it's reduced to 15 hit points of fear, the Orthon causes itself to explode. Whoa! What? All of the creatures within 30 feet of it must each make a DC 17 deck save, taking 9 or 2d8 fire damage and plus uh, 9 or 2d8 thunder damage on a a failed save or half as much on a successful one. The explosion destroys the Orthon, its infernal daggers, and its brass crossbow. It says brass right there. Ooh, bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. Uh, so it just says, I fuck you. Well, he, yeah, the guy who you know loves combat above all else is like, you're not taking me down. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, and blows himself up. Uh, Hell, yes. These, these guys, guys are, so are kind of cool. They're well, so like, fucking metal. Like, they'll do their work, but like, otherwise they're like, I'm going to go fucking do my own thing. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna do. My, oh, I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah, uh, they're like they're they're there's like a certain honor to it almost. Like like the idea of challenging to one on one combat, which like I mean you know they're they're lawful creatures that like like they're evil but they're still lawful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cool. 
They travel the world. I'm a fan of Orthons. I'm a fan of Orthons. Could could we just be Orthons that work for ourselves instead? Be like some ooh some some, uh, rena- free, some renegade free, freelance Orthons. Renegade Orthons. Yeah, we're free agents, baby. Ooh, we're free agents. We ain't we're working for experience. no devils. Hell no. You know what? Fuck the devils. I'm my own man. You're your you're you're we're you're my own, own man. man. Yeah, I, I'm your man. <laughs> what? And I'm your man. Can we just, can we just like, okay, here's new plan. We both become like renegade devil leaders and just like, we, we just work for each other. Yeah. 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 Fuck the angels and fuck the devils. I don't want nothing to do with those assholes. Let's go, let's, let's go hit up limbo. Yeah. Right in the middle. What's, what's happening in the good old perk? I have no idea. We get some orthons. We we move the shop. We move the shop to limbo. Yeah. Uh, we get some orthons on on retainer. Some some freelancers to help bring in, you know, new new phase for the pet shop. All the more dangerous shit that like you know we we got the insurance costs for our wranglers is so Alone. fucking high. Like <sighs> we get some orthons on. We can probably just like they don't need you know. They don't need that level of insurance. They're there. They they want the challenge. Yeah. We send them after like the purple worms. We send them oh. after like the drag the dragons. Yeah. You know, we send them after. This the, is a good business plan. The death claws. You know, we send them to oh. you know the, the wasteland and and hit Yikes. them up with some death claws. We send them to the avatar world for like the unagi. Oh man, not the unagi. Like we bring in, we bring in the biggest of boys, thanks to our friends, the Orthons. Oh, and well, yeah, we're gonna have to do another big boy soon. Then, what if, what if we make a new layer of hell that's just the pet shop? That's just us. Yeah, it's, it's just like, us, and it's yeah. above the first layer, so it's uh, like layer zero. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's it's not us, not subfloor one. It's <laughs> oh god, I'm trying to think of not sub but above. What's a good good word for that? Dom floor. <laughs> Sorry. All right, that the episode's done. <laughs> Cut it. Come on. Oh uh, boy. Uh, but yeah, no orthons, man. They're really fucking cool. You know, you know, I have a soft spot for bounty hunters. I, you do. You do like a good bounty hunter. Uh, sure. but yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, for our for our devils today. Yeah, I mean, like. We just went through like a whole two character arcs in the course of two episodes. Oh, I'm just like right. I'm, just, I'm just like a little I'm a little exhausted. There's a little bit of like narrative whiplash that I'm experiencing. Guy, yeah. Whew. I just need a moment to like remember what we're doing this all for. You know, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's for you and for me and for our our bond and our business. And also for our lovely shoppers. Hi, shoppers. It's Zach hi, Griffin. Hi, hi, shoppers. Thanks again for listening to yet another dumbass episode of this show. You can't uh, say it's a dumbass episode because by that metric, they're all dumbass episodes. Th- that's why I said another dumbass episode. But they're not all dumbass episodes. At that's, least one of them is good. At least one of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, if you enjoyed uh, uh, our show, uh, why don't you uh, check out uh, uh, more of uh, what we've got? Uh, we have a at this point a nice, sizable 
two year or so backlog uh, backlog of episodes. If you haven't dug into those yet, uh, oh, as yeah. well as uh, our uh, uh, Umbrella Network Ghostlight Media has a bunch of very lovely shows that you could check out. We've got actual plays. We've got literary shows. Well, literary and and alcoholic shows because it's yes. got beer involved. Yes. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, simultaneous uh, uh, literary and beer review podcast. Yeah, yes, we've got a uh, 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 um not even uh, not a review show, but a uh, a, a oh, media God. rewatch. Media rewatch is the best term for. It. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we've got uh, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, as well as uh, we've been getting into into some stream things. Griff and our our, our uh, everyone's favorite producer, Mister G, do a. Uh, do a stream on Saturdays called Star Dude Valley, where they play Star Dude Valley, and uh, <laughs> yes. that's pretty fun. And uh, we're looking to get more uh, more TTRPG streams going in the future, so keep an eye out for that. Twitch.tv slash Ghostlight Media. Definitely. Yeah. All of the products of our show, all of the... This show in particular was initially spawned out of um, our donors our Patreon at, at Patreon. So... Trust that if you donate to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, that not only will the content you love improve, but new content will be coming down the pipelines. Um, we have a lot of good rewards over at our Patreon, including a private Discord channel, exclusive merchandise, exclusive content for all your favorite shows. Um, for the month of May, if it's not already out, there will be exclusive pet shop content. Um, so be sure to keep an eye on that as well at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. Uh, if there's anything in particular you want to see uh, uh, get brought up on the show and discussed, uh, shoot us a message on Twitter at PetShopCast. We love to talk about uh, things that people send in to us. Uh, Absolutely. So, so, yeah, we love you. And yeah. uh, So we had a heel turn at the end of last episode. Is it still a heel turn if we're going back to the side of maybe not good, but like neutrality? I mean, can you, is it called a can it be a heel turn if you don't do a full one eighty? So like, can we can you do a heel turn, but it's like only like ninety degrees? It's a heel pivot. A heel pivot. <laughs> it's it's just a step ball cha- a heel step ball change. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, we're we're off on a, a, a on a whole new uh, a moral and ephemeral uh, 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 adventure, and uh, yeah. we're we're glad to bring y'all along with us. Yay! But until that moment, I have been Zach. And I have been Griffin. And just remember, everybody, no matter where you are, hell or heaven or otherwise, but really kind of fuck heaven, though, at the end of the day, we work for ourselves, bitches! Woo! Self-employed, kind of! Don't fire us, Mr. G! Fuck the bureaucracy. Thank you all for listening to episode 65 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, JJ and Veronica, Jeremy, and Joel for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And until then, by the time you're listening to this, I live in Columbus and have started a brand new job. So send me some good vibes. Wish me some good luck wherever you are in the 
world right now in your car or you know making dinner or whatever i'd really appreciate it